What's up, guys? It's Beating the Bookie coming to you on this week's Stripe Show podcast. As you can see, I'm by myself this week as Travis has headed out to the Amex Championships in Coachella Valley. Is he working the event or is he just enjoying Coachella? I don't really know, but I guess we'll see when we hear from him later this week. Obviously, this week we have the Amex Championship at PGA West in Coachella Valley. We return to the mainland after two weeks in Hawaii with the Century Tournament of Champions and the Sony Open. Last week, we saw Hideki Matsuyama storm back from, I believe, a five-shot deficit to catch Russell Henley and beat him with an eagle in the playoffs on Sunday. Amazing eagle, great tournament by Hideki. Unfortunately, it was another blown lead for Russell Henley. He'll be playing this week. Can he come back from that blown lead? Blown lead? I don't really know, but I guess we'll see. Maybe we're fading him. Maybe we're not. So this week, as I said, we returned to the mainland after a few weeks in Hawaii. And uh, the Amex is unlike any other tournament in the PGA. At this place, we utilize three courses. All right. Uh, sometimes we utilize two courses. Last year at this tournament, due to COVID, we utilized two courses. But this year, we're back to three. So it is a 54-hole pro-am. And the cut for the pros will be on Saturday after the third round. So it's kind of different than most tournaments as we have a Saturday cut and a 54-hole pro-am. Um, but nonetheless, it should be a great tournament. Um, you know, last year was the first time in tournament history they only played two uh, two courses, but that was because of COVID. But this year, everything is back to normal. And Saturday, we will see that 70-man cut, um, and it should be an exciting exciting Sunday. Um, the 72-hole record holder here is Patrick Reed uh, from 2014 as he was the champion. Patrick is back playing this week. He's not playing some great golf. Can he get his groove back at a place where he has the course record and he's won? I think that he can. Um, last week's Sony Open was, you know, pretty similar in length to this place. It's going to be, you know, a birdie fest. There's not much rough here. Um, even if you get, you know, in the rough, uh, it's going to be pretty easy to get out. You know, it's, it's a lot easier in the rough than it was last week at the Sony Open. So we're going to see a lot of low scores here. Um, this is one of the, the least penal roughs on tour. Um, so I put like less of an emphasis on driving accuracy. Um, you know, while you can still take advantage off the tee with your distance, but accuracy is not really as important here, um, as it is at most courses for, for driving accuracy. I would compare this kind of like to the century a couple weeks ago where the fairways were so big, um, pretty much anybody can get it in. Um, and this tournament, uh, even though the fairways aren't as big as the century, the rough is less penal. Uh, so most players can easily make a second shot recovery if they go into the rough. Um, I think this is going to be another birdie fest as we've become accustomed to seeing on the tour. Um, I think this one's going to come down to, uh, you know, who has, you know, who's the best shot maker, uh, who's the hottest putter. Um, and, you know, this tournament, we have the guys like John Rahm, Patrick Cantlay, who are two of the best right now two of the best shot makers, ball strikers, and putters that we will see on tour right now. Uh, this field is absolutely loaded. We have John Rahm, Patrick Cantlay, Scotty Scheffler, Sung J.M., 
Tony Finau is making an appearance. Abraham Answer, who a lot of people are on this week. Corey Connors, who's playing well. Patrick Reed, who has not been playing well, but uh, maybe this is the place where he turns his game around. And most of all, we've got Travis's favorite golfer, Taylor Gooch, one of the hottest young golfers on tour. Can he take the next step? Can he finish top five, top three here? Uh, I guess we'll see. But yeah, like I said, this tournament's going to come down to a ball striker and a putter. Driving accuracy does not matter here, so throw that out. In fact, for this tournament, there's not much data on this tournament. As two of the three courses that we utilize here, they have no shot tracker data. So we're basically just playing this one in the blind. And unlike most tournaments where we have the first round leader bets, uh, for example, last week in Hawaii at the Sony, we hit Kevin Na plus 4,000 to be the first round leader. That was our 13th round leader or winner since 2021. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty proud about that. Unfortunately, this week, we won't get a chance to follow up with a round leader bet as this course, like I said, is u- utilizing three different courses. Um, so if you're playing on three different courses in the opening round, you can't really have an opening round leader as they're all going to be playing in different conditions, different courses. So unfortunately, we have no round leader to take advantage of this week. Um, so I'm pretty bummed about that. But otherwise, it's looking like a pretty good tournament, a pretty juicy tournament. I see some really good odds. Um, so let's just get started there. I like to start off with the uh, top 40 bets. All right. For the top 40 bets, I have two bets. And remember, guys, when I bet, when I say I'm betting one unit on this, all right, um, my units are divided between one to five. So a one unit play would be like your minimum play. And a five unit play, which would be a max play, would be like the most you would bet on one play. Now, max plays are very rare, so we're not going to have one this tournament. Um, but if I say this play is one unit at minus 110, you're going to bet 1.1 units to win one. If I say this play is one unit at plus 120, you're going to bet one unit to win 1.2 units. It's pretty simple. Now, as far as dividing your bankroll and stuff, you guys do that stuff. You guys can take care of that stuff. It's pretty easy to figure out. Um, if you need some help, feel free to tweet me on Twitter, and I'll try to try to give you some help, all right? Now, the first bets we have this week are the top 40 bets. So this is for the golfer just to place in the top 40. The first bet I have here is Siwoo Kim, defending champion Siwoo Kim. He beat Patrick Cantley last year, held him off after Patrick shot a 61 in the final round. Uh, Siwoo held him off. So we're going to take Siwoo Kim minus 110 for two units. So you're going to bet 2.2 units to win two on Siwoo Kim top 40 finish at minus 110. Uh, the next golfer we have here is uh, Adam Hadwin, minus 110, top 40 finish. Um, Adam has had one of the best, you know, the best numbers uh, at this course over the, over the years. Um, he's finished in the top five, I believe, three times, and a top 10 four times. Um, he has not really had a bad round at this tournament, he finished, you know, top 32. He finished second, third, second, sixth, and 48th. Um, so he knows the course uh, very well. And um, I think, you know, Hadwin's going to be a popular play this week. So I definitely like Hadwin to finish in the top top 40 at minus 110. It's almost a no-brainer. Basically, if Hadwin makes the cut, we've only got to beat 30 guys. So with his experience at this course, his success at this course, 
I really like Adam Hadwin minus 110 for one unit to be in the top 40. Um, top 20 bets now we move to. I have three bets for the top 20. The first bet is Abraham answer. That's another clean ball striker. Uh, when his putter gets going, he's one of the best also. Taking him at plus 110 for one unit. Answer is a popular play this week, you know, among many sharps, betting him to win. Uh, personally, I'm not betting him to win, but I think he's a pretty easy choice to finish in top 20 at plus 110. So you're going to do that for one unit. So you're going to bet one unit to win 1.1. The next we have is going back to Siwoo Kim. Siwoo Kim top 20 finish at plus 250. Like I said, Siwoo is the defending champion. Um, he played poorly here in 2020 uh, with a shoulder injury. I think he shot an opening round 86 and withdrew. Um, he came back last year very angry and won it. And I think Siwoo is looking for a place where he can get hot and there's no better course than you know the defending champions course. So I'm looking for Siwoo to finish in the top 20 at plus 250 for one unit. So one unit wins 2.5. The next play we have is Jason Day um, plus 400 top 20 finish. Now, Jason, we all know he's been struggling for years, back injuries, vertigo, um, you know, seemingly has been going through everything that a professional golfer has pretty much had to deal with, um, you know, on the downside. Uh, Jason's one of the, one of the shortest, you know, he's one of the best players on the shorter courses in the PGA where he still ranks among top 10 and players among the shorter courses. Um, so I think this is a, another great place for Jason to get his game back and he's going to have to take advantage of these shorter courses because he struggles with longer courses, you know, that we would see at the PGA championship, U S open stuff like that. So I think uh, Jason day at plus 400 for one unit for the top 20, I think that's a very good value for a guy who plays these short courses very well. So that'll, that'll sum up the uh, top 20 and the top forties. Now we move to the top 10. The first play I have uh, for top 10 finish is an absolute no brainer. I'm not a huge fan of uh, this guy because I'm a big John Rahm fan, uh, but I like Patrick Cantlay at plus 110 for one unit to finish in the top 10. Patrick, he's just been playing perfect golf for the last six, seven months. Um, he's very consistent. He, he seems to just, you know, pretty much play bogey free these days. He's not making many mistakes. He's obviously one of the best ball strikers we have. And his putting the last few months has been absolutely unconscious. I mean, this guy was rolling it in from 40 feet at the you know memorial, like you know we've never seen before. So, um, Patrick Cantlay plus 110 for a top 10 finish. I think that's a no-brainer. I did it for one unit, but if you guys want to do two or three, I think that's pretty much a lock as long as you know he doesn't get injured or something like that. But I really like Patrick Cantlay top 10 at plus 110. The next top 10 we have, which will round out our top tens is Patrick Reed at plus 350. Like I said, Patrick is the 2014 champion. He holds the course record here. Um, and I think this is a great place for Patrick to, to bring his game back. Um, ever since he got COVID and missed, you know, uh, you know, ever since he got COVID and missed the Ryder Cup, he, he hasn't been playing very well. Um, the season's really just starting. And I think this is a place where Patrick can get his game jump started for the rest of the season. Um, and like I said, being a defending champion here, having the course record, I think he wants to, you know, hold that up. And I think he's going to play very well this week, even though he's been inconsistent. I think this is the week where he finds his consistency. So 
taking Patrick Reed plus 350 for one unit. So one unit wins 3.5 units. So that'll round out the top 10, top 20, and top 40 bets. Now we're going to go to the 20 matchups. All right. Now, 20 matchups differ from site to site or app to app, sportsbook to sportsbook. I use DraftKings Sportsbook for these apps. Um, so make sure you guys use them if you're looking for these matchups. I'm not sure what other sites will have these, but these were found at DraftKings. The first matchup I have is Seamus Power minus 130 over Russell Henley. Now, Seamus has been playing some great golf. Um, t- top 10 in strokes gained in the PGA for the last few months. Russell Henley played great at the Sony Open last week. He was up four or five shots on the field, and we saw once again he gave up another lead, faltered on Sunday, lost in the playoff to Hideki Matsuyama with an eagle. Um, you know, pretty unfortunate for Russell. It's kind of the second tournament he choked after three rounds. Um, so I think that's pretty. That's a pretty defeating moment for Russell. Um, I don't think it just going to be like, oh, come back out like on Thursday, like nothing ever happened. That's going to be in the back of his mind. Um, I'm sure he's pretty disappointed. I mean, anybody would be disappointed if they blew a lead like that. So I'm going to take Seamus Power to capitalize on that disappointment. And I think Seamus Power beats Russell Henley over the length of the tournament. So I'm betting that minus 130 for one unit. So 1.3 units wins one. And once again, that's Seamus Power minus 130 over Russell Henley. The second and final tournament matchup I have is Patrick Reed, minus one t- minus 120 against Cameron Tringali. Um, like I said, I just talked about Patrick, how this is the perfect place for him to pick his game back up and catapult him into the 2022 season. I think Patrick, he's due. And uh, I'll take him over Cameron Tringali any day, especially at a place where he holds the course record. So taking Patrick Reed, Minus 120 over Tringali for just one unit. Now, as I said, unfortunately, we don't have any round leader bets because they are not offered at this tournament due to using three different courses. Um, but we do have winners. And normally, at an event with John Rom competing, like I said last time, John Rom would be an autoplay for me. Unfortunately, this time, John Rom is down at plus 500 to win the tournament. So plus 500 odds for a golf tournament, uh, just to put that in perspective, that's like prime Tiger Woods. When Tiger Woods was at his hottest, he was plus 500 to win a tournament because it is so hard to win a golf tournament. So when you're a plus 500, there's really not much value there. So if you want to bet John Rahm, here's what you should do. Just hope that John comes out a little bit slow in round one. Maybe his odds go down to plus 1500, plus 1700. And then you can pick him up and maybe he comes back over the next three rounds. Um, but if you want to bet John Rom pre-flop, as they say, I wouldn't do it because five to one odds don't really present much value for the better. So if you're going to bet John Rom, just wait till the tournament starts. Hope that maybe he plays poorly for the first round, but not too poorly where he's out of it. If you think he's within striking distance, then you can pick him up at better odds. Uh, because we all know John Rahm can get hotter than anybody and run down pretty much anybody when he gets hot. So I will not be betting John Rahm to win. The first player to win, I'm going to bet, is Patrick Cantley at plus 900 for one unit. Patrick nearly won this last year. Uh, Siwoo Kim birdied two of the last three holes to, you know, basically out, you know, out birdie him, you could say. Uh, 
but uh, Patrick did shoot a 61 last year in the, in the final round. Uh, he came on hot and heavy and that kind of turned him on to the being the, the golfer of the year last year. Um, as he really, you know, took himself from being just a very good golfer, uh, a guy who maybe could win once in a while. to now he's been a very dominant for the last six months. Um, he's pretty much always up in the top five. He's been playing some great golf and, you know, he's very quiet. He just goes about his game. Um, he doesn't talk a lot. Um, the FedEx champion. Uh, so I think he wants to prove to people that last year was not a fluke. The FedEx championship wasn't a fluke that he can beat John Rahm. Um, so I'm taking Patrick Cantlay at plus 900 for one unit. So one unit would win nine. Um, I think that, you know, this tournament, this course suits him so well um, where you don't have to worry about driving, you know, accuracy. And with his irons, there's nobody playing, playing much better right now on tour. And, you know, if his putter gets going, uh, we've seen it be unstoppable for, for four full rounds before. So I see no reason why that should stop. I like Patrick Cantlay to win this tournament at plus 900. The next and final play I have to win the tournament is Patrick Reed plus 3,500. I spoke earlier. I said, what better place for Patrick Reed to turn around and pick up his game? You know, as we get closer, you know, within three months from the Masters, uh, he really needs to start firing, get it going, um, throw that COVID play in the past. Um, this is a place where he has the course record, and he knows that too. So he wants to play well here as a former champion. So I like Patrick Reed also to win at plus 3,500 for just one unit. So uh, to go over those bets again, for top 40, we are taking Siwoo Kim minus 110 for two units. We are taking Adam Hadwin minus 110 for one unit. For the top 20, we're taking Abe Answer plus 110 for one unit. Siwoo Kim plus 250 for one unit. And Jason Day at plus 400 for one unit. Now for the top 10, we're taking Patrick Canley plus 110 for one unit. Patrick Reed plus 350 for one unit. Next, we head to the tournament matchups. We've got Seamus Power minus 130 over Russell Henley for one unit. And Patrick Reed minus 120 over Cameron Tringali for one unit. And finally, to win, we've got Patrick Cantlay plus 900 for one unit. You can find that also at DraftKings. I believe he was plus 750 on FanDuel. So DraftKings had the better odds there. And Patrick Reed at plus 3,500 for one unit. I think he was plus 3,400 on FanDuel. So DraftKings had the better odds for the longer shots right there. Um, so those are the plays for this week, guys. I hope you enjoy. And I hope that next week I am back with Travis and Travis can host this show and uh, we can have a good time.